The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency and are the views of the host or guest only. Any persons discussed may be fictional for comedic purposes. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. a dream that one day no matter how long it may take us as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower knowing that here on earth God's work must truly be our own this is a time of challenge to our interest and our values And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Heavy as they are, the cost of action must be weighed against the price of inaction. We aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around. We aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Let us be united for peace. Let us also be united against defeat. Because let us understand. There is no way we can go forward except together and let us work until our work is done assured of the rightness of our cause and confident of the victories to come with the unbounding determination of our people we will gain the inevitable triumph so help us God there's new ground to be broken and new action to be taken it does require however our best effort and our willingness to believe in ourselves and to believe in our capacity to perform great deeds. Lift up your heart. All will come right out of the depths of sorrow and of sacrifice. We'll be born again the glory of mankind. And we will take action when action is required. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. If we succeed, It will not be because of what we have, but it will be because of what we are. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. And now, your host, Nick and Mike. Jesus. 
every time. Dude, my kids go around the house. They're like, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious, dude. <sighs> do it all day long. Mm. My wife's like, shut up. Jesus you know? Christ. Anyway, uh, welcome to another episode. Episode two, season two. Season two. Episode two. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, in studio again is Dan from Ohio. Fire, Dan. Welcome fire. back. Thank Glad you. To thank have you. you. Thank you for having me. Great feedback from your last episode. Even though at the point where we're recording this, we would not know that. So mm. that's what makes it funny. Yeah, we know it's coming. I just know it's going to be good. <laughs> like it will be good because we were just cooking and then we yeah, had to we shut were it down. Good. Because people are like, an hour is too long. <laughs> Fucking people complain. Yeah, Dan, uh, we get from from uh, the fans, we get... It's too long. Uh, it's too, too long. Short. It's too short. Um, too much cursing, not enough cursing. Um, I don't like when you guys plug people... Stop saying um. Yeah, stop <laughs> sniffing in. <laughs> I don't like when you guys plug people, but can you plug me? Okay. Yeah, and when uh, can I get all, on? These the are show. all police right, officers, right? right? Like, <laughs> of course. And, and it's but, like I said, we're our own worst enemy. Oh, oh, I wrote that down yeah. from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, we cannibalize from within. Absolutely. So, yeah. of all the negativity about the podcast, mm-hmm. so um, I know some people don't like us saying how many listeners we have because it upsets them. Oh, so I will yeah. stop doing yes. that. Haters. Uh, right, right. Like they'll you just bragging how many you got. I'm not going to say <laughs> the number anymore. Eighteen thousand. So, um, uh, of all of those people that are listening, the entire negativity has been just from within the four walls of our head. Why wouldn't it be? I was expecting cop haters, you know, maybe a couple like trolls from from like California or Texas or Colorado or all within the agency. Mm Mm-hmm. And offline, we'll discuss some specifics. Uh, sure. Uh, we don't want to make anybody cry. But um, it's, just, it's incredible. It's incredible how many people are just like, you know, you guys are airing your grievances too much on the oh, air. And you're up. diamond out people. And you're making it seem like all commanders are idiots. It's That's not the message. There are a lot of great commanders. Absolutely. Like within our agency, Absolutely. and I'm sure yours, yeah. I can name probably four or five right off the bat that Three. are... Three, two, maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. it's trying to be <laughs> political, politically nice, but I guess we're not. No, I'm do just, that. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, uh, there are a lot I of. I just good pick ones. on Mike. Yeah, but there are, are a lot of commanders that <laughs> there are a lot Three. of commanders that I would follow into, you know, a gunfire. Sure. Valhalla, Valhalla, as Mike always <laughs> says. Um, and the other thing is, is within with our episodes, we always say, you know, just because you are a Steve doesn't mean that you can't stop being a Steve. Yeah. Sure. Like, if you're listening to these Don't episodes, which I know you are, Steve, right. um, listen to the things that we're talking about. We're boots on the ground guys. Sure. We're just guys that are out there banging calls for service, and mm-hmm. these are the things that piss us off. Yeah. We don't want to be able to run out there rogue and just fucking go off tracks and mm-hmm. you know have no repercussions. But there are certain things that you do to your people that affect morale, right. um, that that we know that you don't have our back and mm-hmm. that's a scary position, especially sure. in the climate that we're Absolutely. in. Now. Yeah. Like I got to know that if I go do something right or wrong, mm-hmm. I am confident enough that I can go to my Sergeant or my Lieutenant and hold my hat in my hand right. and go, Hey, listen, I fucked up mm-hmm. and at least get some sort of cred for coming forward and diming myself out mm-hmm. or else mm-hmm. there's no, there's no real incentive sure. for me to turn around and come to you. Sure. I'll just wait for you to figure it out. Right. You know, right. And I think that's what's happening a lot, especially with the newer generation of police Absolutely. officers. Yeah. They're like, well, I'll just let mom and dad find out on their sure, own. Sure. Like I borrowed the car. I'll just right. wait for them to right. find out. 
It's crazy. Right. Well, I'm sure I'm sure as a parent, uh, when your kid comes to you and says, hey, listen, I messed up. I did this. I just want to be up front. You're going to be a lot more lenient on them oh, totally. than if you find out totally. and they hit it from you. Totally. So if you've been taught that, why do we hurt people who come and say, hey, I've done this. And then now, like, you know, you give them max punishment or yeah. you, you ruin them. You know yeah. why? You know, I got um, I got a um, um, Facebook inbox message from an officer um, that's pretty close. So um, they're in Maryland and Maryland, Maryland. So he goes, hey, listen, I know you and Mike are former sergeants. I had something happen to me last night. I want to get your opinion on it. And I was like, sure, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to screenshot and send it to you, Mike, Mm -hmm. so you can uh, Mm -hmm. read it. He goes, "Um, I work nights. I I work 14 hours. Um, I stayed two hours extra because I was helping daylights. They were short. He goes, I'm on my way out of headquarters to go home after a 14-hour tour, and I've spot a car that's a possible DUI. I'm brand new. I just got cut loose. Mm-hmm. And I call it out and my sergeant comes to back me up and I ask my sarge, hey, if I swear to the facts of the driving behavior, can somebody else come and pick this thing up? I got 14 hours. I got to be back here in like yeah. seven hours. And his sergeant's like, no, you catch it, you clean it. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to be an asshole and give the my sergeant the idea that I'm lazy like, what do I, what do I do? And I'm like, unfortunately in this climate, that's exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to suck it up, come in the next day with three hours of sleep, if that, and fucking do it all over again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. these are the leaders that we have working. Right. Where we're burning people out, new yeah. people. And then when I was a sergeant, if I rolled up, I would have turned around and been like, no, no, send me a daylight unit. Right. Send me somebody. Right. This kid. He needs to go home. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable that that we're doing yeah, that yeah. to new people. I, I remember when I first when I first started, uh, and even you know, recently, um, depending on if you have a good supervisor or what have you. I remember times where you're in roll call and something comes out, and they're like, "Hey, that's your area. You're the relief unit. Just head out. Go, yes. go take it." That doesn't mm-hmm. happen. You message them. You're like, "Hey, I'm in route. Don't yeah. worry about it. I know. I know you're about to get off. No problem. No. It's like beat integrity. Yeah, it's like beat yeah. integrity where you're supposed to get like you have adjusted hours. You're supposed to get out early. Right. Yes. And and you get a call two beats away from you, and that person you know is a fucking Steve. Right. And what they do is is they get they get that uh, credit card fraud. And they hold on to it for fucking sure. six hours. Right. And, and and the fun part, I like playing this game. I'll copy down the case number. And then as soon as they clear the call six hours later, I'll pull the case up. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking two sentences right. long. <laughs> six hours. Yeah. But I'm sure there was a Chipotle order in there. Starbucks. I'm sure there was a Starbucks Yeah, they're moving around on the GPS. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. what do you yeah. You know you fucking do that. Right. Like, and then here I am. I'm a fucking 15-year vet where... I'm, I got a fucking, I got a burglary where 75 items are stolen and I got to list every item in the fucking report. Right. And I'm, I'm fucking marking myself available, still doing my report because I don't want to be a fucking Steve. Right. Like I don't want to be a scumbag and I'm just afraid that something's going to come out on my beat or I'm in the middle of a report and a beat and a call comes out in my beat and I message the officer and go, Hey, listen, I'll go with you. 
I'll get all the information. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm double stacked paperwork. Right, right. They don't do that no more. But yeah, mm-hmm. what happened to the days of like your your beat neighbor where you're like, hey man, the sky's getting crushed. I got you. Like no. just chill. Yeah. That used to be like, hey, mm-hmm. you you're down three, dude. Like I got you. Don't worry about it. Like I'll take the night. Like yeah. then he gets a robbery, a burglary. Yeah. Then you're yeah. just like, dude, just just set sit on the perimeter, just do your paper. Like yeah. I got you. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, it's I gone. Mean, I am pretty gone. fortunate because I have I have a really big senior person in my group. I've got a couple of people that have been here for quite a while. And and they do have really good beat integrity. That's I look good. outside of my beat area, right. out of my sector, it's called. Um, and now I don't, and that doesn't happen. You yeah. see a, a hot call pop pop up or something that's going to require you to have a brain to handle, <laughs> and you hear somebody mark out on a bullshit traffic right, stop right. or mm-hmm. or a fucking occupied vehicle or something. It, it's very obvious what they're doing. And I blame that on the sergeants. And nothing happens, now, though. I blame it nothing. on them. Right. I blame happens. it on them because yeah. you know what? It's a failure to lead or sure. to, to lead. Because right. as a supervisor, I would listen out for that stuff. Right. You should be getting ahead of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or your senior people should be taking care of it for you as a sergeant. Mm-hmm. And then when the senior person comes to you and says, hey, um, Sergeant Dan, I've talked to so-and-so. They pretty much told me to go fuck myself. I don't have stripes on. Mm-hmm. And it's time for you to handle it. We'll correct that real quick. That's mm-hmm. what the response that should be. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, you know... Steve is Steve. I'll right. talk to you him. And, Steve. And, and, and I've Clint? seen yeah. and I've seen the I'll reverse. Talk to Steve. I've seen senior people that are garbage mm-hmm. and the supervisor relies on their opinion and their opinion's garbage. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and and Mike and I were talking about this preparing for the episodes, which is is there I think Mike nailed it right on yeah, head. There are three, three levels of officers. Three levels of officers. There's your Steves that are always going to be fucking shitbags. Shitbags. Right. right. You have your middle officers who want to do better, but just don't have the training, the ability, right. and or, weak leaders in or, front or of weak them. leaders in front mm-hmm. of them. Or you have three which are retired on duty because they used to be hard chargers and they get the shit beat out of them. Right. And now they're fucking mm-hmm. parking lot dwellers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're listening to this, you need to figure out which one of the categories that you're yeah, in because you're um, I almost think that there should be a fourth category, which is the hard charger that's like, I don't give a fuck He's gonna what do repercussions it anyway. yeah. happen to me. Right. I know I'm protected by the letter of the law, sure. the department policy, yeah. and I don't give a fuck who likes me and who doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I know a couple people like that yeah. that mm-hmm. are in this room. Yeah. So I think when we see people that are Steve's that are more of the senior officers, I always like to like pick their brain and figure out because you could figure it out where in their career mm-hmm. that they, they they took three fingers in the ass sure, sure. like you can figure out like <laughs> right. yeah. there was a point in their career where they were like fuck this mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting done. paid the same amount of money yes whether or not I, I do 50 traffic stops or i do zero Yep. Well, and you know, to add on that, I think that that goes back to where we talked about wartime leaders. Yes. And now, because I tell you what, the generation that invaded Normandy, they didn't care if there was a Steve behind them. They're still going. Yes. Right. And there, there's something has changed in the work ethic and the values of people. Absolutely. Because I can tell you this, I love being a police officer and Mm -hmm. the, and the agency could give it to me, but I don't even care. I'm still going to go and grind Mm -hmm. because I do it for me. Yes. And if a commander doesn't like what I did or I, I don't make the department look good politically because I don't fit that mold or I'm doing whatever, mm-hmm. then that's their problem, not mine. Yep. And I think as as law enforcement officers, you know, and especially depending on who's going to listen to this, what you have to understand if you're a police officer is 
you don't do this for the appreciation of That's an right. agency. Certainly not for you money. You don't do this for money. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, can I grind for the next? Because I'm going to tell you, like, God willing, as long as God gives me the ability to keep doing this job, I'm going to finish one agency and I'm going right to another one. Mm. The reason why is I love this job. I feel like I've been blessed by God mm-hmm. to be in this position. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm very thankful for it. It's given me a life that I, I would have never had otherwise, you know. And I remember, Mike, when we when we were first new, it was very hard to get a job in law enforcement. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. you know, Tattoo I, policies, yeah, I, oh, I can, I, policies, I can yeah. tell you the, the stack of letters yeah, that have just too. rejections, me not too. even giving me an opportunity to walk through the door and say, right. let me put my best foot forward That's and just right. see me. Yeah. Now, we're, you're not interested. Yeah, now you know? they yes, jer- yes. now they would jerk you off to, to <laughs> yeah, take you. They'll get anyone. Yeah. Now there's agencies going back to applicants from three years ago saying, hey, we turned you down three years ago. You still interested? I got a better one. Even if you have a felony, as long as it's not violent. White collar felony, we can work with that. Here we go. So backstory, when I left my agency, I left and I went to a very large agency close to me. Mm -hmm. And my job was, I was the supervisor of background investigations. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't go to the academy and they couldn't get hired without my investigators doing their background. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason why I only lasted there two weeks and I resigned was the amount of stuff that I was seeing, mm-hmm. the, the amount of people that they were forcing me to sign off on, homicides, sex offenses, <laughs> what? prostitution. I had gotten into an argument with my supervisor because this person was in the military and they admitted on their pre-poly that they had um, they had engaged in prostitution. Mm-hmm. Child prostitution questionable. Wow. So when we when I when I rejected the file, my supervisor called me up, said, Hey, come down to the office. And she's like, Wasn't he in the military when this happened? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's crimes of moral turpitude. Right. It happened overseas. It was during the military. We have no jurisdiction over that. I go, let me oh, let me get this shit. straight. Let me get this straight. And I'll hide her name, Sally. Let me get this straight, Sally. I'm on a cruise with my wife. Jesse Raphael. Yeah. Sally, we're on a, me and my wife are on a cruise. We're in international waters. I don't like her anymore. I want to get rid of her. <laughs> I say, hey, honey, look at the dolphins. She reaches over the fucking thing. Heave ho. Shit happens. Bye-bye. Right? It, can I get a job here? Because <laughs> it was international waters. It was international it's waters. Murder, right? <laughs> You're splitting the hairs. Sure. Sure. Gave my resignation the next week. Can't say I blame you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the shit. It's scary. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that I saw, yeah. the amount of debt that some people were in. And, yeah. and debt is questionable because people have student loans and whatever. Sure. But I'm talking about repossessions. I'm talking yeah. about. So in other words, you do a search warrant and, you know, I've had cases where there's ten, fifteen thousand dollars in cash. Sure. You need to make sure that that person doesn't even think twice about, hey, right. that's not my money. Right. And I'm not going to lose mm-hmm. my job over sure. that shit. Sure. And it's scary because that's what we're turning into. We're sure. turning into people that have master's degree, master's degrees in Russian literature, right? That are now fucking cops, basket weaving, and yeah. now you're a police officer. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm um, just gonna try this out. Yeah, see, yeah, see if it works for that's me. Be yeah. My first ever job. <laughs> well, this is gonna be fantastic. So that's this, this, all this. What we're talking about: the three levels of an officer. You know everything that we discussed. Discuss the everything that we just discussed. What's why did this come to be? Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Why is this happening? You know, the mental health and the suicide, you know, that's been plaguing us for a long time. You know, they always said cops die by their own gun, then guns in the street. 
That's a whole nother thing. But this is very specific. This politics and policing is very, very specific. Maybe it's called, it's been coined, you know, the coin phrase, the Ferguson effect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Ferguson. We all saw what happened there. Uh, the 21st, then that dr- drove the 21st century policing report, right? right? Um, what else? Um, you know, Baltimore, no, right? Bal- Baltimore. Yes, Baltimore. That's right then here. I have the, that written down. You, well, you had Ferguson, then you had New York, and then you yes, had, yes, and then you had yes, uh, yes, the, the yes, Florida yes. incident, and then it all just kind of pipelined, yep. you know? Yep, yep, yeah, yep. And, then, and then when you see on TV Baltimore and Ferguson, you see that the only people that are speaking up on these news outlets are the anti-cop. Right. Which is take the tanks away, take away right. the riot gear, take away all right. this equipment that is necessary. Um, and and you know something sparked in my head when you just said that, Mike. Which is is I think the large. I'd like to look at the the figures on BlueHelp.org, which is is maybe the reason why these officers that have had five, ten years on are committing suicide. There's is, a reason behind it. Yeah, right. It's not, it, it's it, not it, an isolated incident. Yeah, it's, right. I, yeah. I almost think it's like because this job has abandoned them right. or what they right. signed up for. And Mike said it in one episode, mm-hmm. this is what I fucking signed up for. Right, yeah. right. Because, yeah. and I'll pose this question to you and then mm-hmm. I want Mike mm-hmm. to answer it too. If you were looking for to go into law enforcement right now, would you do it? In the current yeah. situation mm-hmm. right now. Would yeah, you do it? Yeah. Really? The only reason why is because he, here's my outlook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have my whole, my belief system and everything. That's, that's kind of my strength, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I believe that if you do a profession mm-hmm. only when it's good, mm-hmm. there's no reward in it. Mm-hmm. But if you grind it out, when, if you're in the trenches, mm-hmm. when it's bad and you come out in the end, mm-hmm. you can tell the tale 30 years from now that, I was in there in the trenches. Yeah. Even though Man. you didn't deal with, let's say, what they dealt with in the 80s, race wars and things like that. We have our own battles we're dealing with now. Yeah. And you can look back 30 years now and say, I live that. I was that. Uh-huh. And then when some idiot opens their mouth and says something ignorant, you can tell them, shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about because you didn't yeah, live through it. You didn't yeah. live through it. So, yeah. you know. People always say if my son came up to me and, or my daughter and said, I want to be a police officer, I'd say no way. I would encourage if I I don't have children, but one day if I did have children, I would say you do what you feel your calling is. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: if if we didn't have trash men, you know, if if we said, well, we don't want to have trash men because it's not a pleasant job. Well, no one's going to be a trash mm-hmm. man. Someone's got to do it. And if you don't have it, if without us, there's going to be chaos. It's anarchy. It's anarchy. And the thing is, you look at police departments in other countries, third world countries. Is that what you want here? Yeah. See, yeah. peacetime has created a whole set of problems for people. It's like we were talking about before. Yeah. Everybody, when when it's peacetime, you know, it's easy to criticize. Mm-hmm. But when things are bad, you know, who are you going to turn to then? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so... You know, asking me, that's a tough question to ask, but I, I've, I've asked that question within myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I had to start in, you know, 2020, let's say I just got out of college and I'm looking for a career, what am I going to do? You'd do it. I'd still do it. Yeah. Uh, wow. yeah I'm going to answer that because, you know, to what you're saying is true. And I thought I reflect on it a lot because, you know, I can leave tomorrow and cash sure, out my sure, pension and sure. make it work. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do great wherever I go. Right. But. Rollcallroom.com. Yeah, rollcallroom.com. Like and share, share and like. But um, my thing is, 
I look at my kids and they're like, okay, what kind of life am I leaving for them to Absolutely. live? What kind of community do I want them? To, right. How do I want this to be pleased? How do I, right. you know what I mean? What kind of legacy? You know, I talked about, I'm huge on legacy, big time on legacy. So absolutely, man. But this, this, and to answer your question, I mean, I'm still in it and I probably would be in it again. Yeah. I jump right yeah. in there with you, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, it's a vocation. It's my yeah. calling. It's yeah. where I'm supposed to be. This is where we can do the most good. And, sure. and leave that lasting legacy so right. fuck yeah man i'm all, I'm all in and, and it's like it's kind of like what we said what we were talking about before i mean like i can leave and go do anything i mean i could mm-hmm. find i could find something else to do that's not the problem i mean yeah. you know we got the most jobs out there and nobody to fill them so oh, yeah, some right. you'll get that's hired right. to do something yeah but would i want to tell my kids or would i when i get to the end of my life and i'm on my deathbed would I want to say I left because it got hard? What kind of, yeah. I mean, I know my parents, my parents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my father's an immigrant to this country, came with nothing, very successful. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times I'm sure when he wanted to just quit and say, you know, I'm just going to go back to my country because it's too hard, whatever. but he didn't. And then that lasting impression of a work ethic. And of course, my mother was the same way. They were both self-employed, self-made people. Um, mm-hmm. My mom was American, but no education, not, not formal education, mm-hmm. you know, vocational education. And, uh, you know, I mean, being able to look back and tell your children or your family that you grinded it out even when it wasn't good. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think like that's having kids and instilling that in your kids and saying, because how are you going to tell your kids don't quit when the going gets tough if you're no. not going to do it? <clears throat> I have to say, I, mm-hmm. I mean, my answer to my own question was no until you until yeah. you said that. like. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And now yeah, like, that was I, fucking legit, man. Yeah, that was good. Like, shit. That, was, that was that was good because my my daughter I is think the uh, frustration sets in, man. And yeah. you're just well, like well, you want to. Well, I think well, it's because and what I let when I left my agency, it was because I was so disappointed with the with the leadership mm-hmm. and not at the chief level. I'm talking about the sa- the shit sandwich between there. Sure, sure. Like I had been, I no. Too much? I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's going to be a whopper situation. We'll, we'll just get pulled in. <laughs> Double again. decker whopper. <laughs> I don't care. I had gotten tired of having fingers inserted. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just got tired of it. And, mm-hmm. and, and enough was enough. It was affecting my health. Right. It was affecting my home life. It was affecting everything. Right. And I was giving 110% to the job, and the job was giving me 5%. Sure, sure. And at that point, it was like, I've had enough. Right. But I missed it. The right. two weeks I was gone, mm-hmm. forget about the two months it took to get back. But the two weeks I was gone, it was miserable because mm-hmm. I was a civilian. I missed, mm-hmm. I missed like having a uniform on. It's sure. a sense of pride. Sure, um, it's a very fulfilling job. Even right. the mundane garbage sure. that you have to deal with, like pushing cars out of the fucking road, mm-hmm. you miss mm-hmm. that stuff. You mm-hmm. really miss it. But um, but I tell you what I would what I what I what I loved, and it's kind of a touch on that. You know, you sometimes you think you're you know sometimes when you get down, and we all get the blues every now and then. It's mm-hmm. just what what's the point of me being out here? It doesn't mm-hmm. change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then sometimes you'll go and you'll help that person. That, like, and and I mean, obviously, I love running and gunning, but like, let's just say like, oh, I see this person stranded. Let me go, and and then they write you a letter, mm-hmm. and they say, you know, I was terrified, I was crying, it was yeah. three in the morning, I'm stuck on the interstate, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, and then this officer just took time and he comforted me, and he, he you know, I'm a, I'm you know. I'm a whatever lady and I'm mm-hmm. out here alone on the interstate. Anybody can, I mean, we don't realize that we, yeah. when, when, when people see us, despite yeah. whether, you know, these turds out here, they, they're terrified of us. Yeah. So when someone's going to go do harm and they see that cruiser and that guy, I mean, that's why I've always been a big proponent of make sure you work out, <clears throat> take care of yourself. 
you know, learn how to fight. Not the, not the stupid stuff that the depart that 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 the academies teach. Learn you how to get down. Yeah, learn how to take. <laughs> when care I move of yourself. this way, right. you move this <laughs> right. way. Yeah. Right. You know, take like learn learn watch your six you know and i don't yeah, mean yeah. that from that stupid term that everybody Whoa, uses it, like you. a cliche i hate it <laughs> watch you your know? six yeah you know i mean those people don't even Whoa, know what they're talking you. about watch you know? your right i'm a sheepdog you know what oh I mean? like really i have a warrior right, mentality right right and i'm not talking about that i'm yeah, talking about yes. you know like you know like when officers are getting ambushed let's get for home. no reason yes. you know like watch that guy like you know yes and uh you know so i mean like like, Look up every once in a while while you're eating your Chipotle. Sure, bar. sure. Yeah, or when you're writing a summons, like yes, just glance yes, up to make sure there's not yes. someone standing with a shotgun at your head. You know, yes, something. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, and so, you know, those are the things that I love. Those are the things that where I look back and I'm like, oh, man, thank God. You know like, what it's I'm for? Like, you know I'm what's like, for me? What? It's uh, I love the uh, I I do it for the kids. Yeah, man, yeah. the kids are the most impressionable. Sure, they see you in that uniform. They look up at you. And then just when you extend, you know, that one of the pictures I love is that the one in the diner with the officer sitting next oh, to the yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a classic picture. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. fucking love that picture, yeah. dude. That right there is what it's all about. Absolutely. Didn't you just kick a kid in the face the other day? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, no. That no. wasn't you. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm it's sorry. the other guy. I don't know. So, Anyways, but that that's that's why I do that. And then the, the when you change that person's impression. Of you. Sure, sure. Mm. So I'm like, okay, every interaction, how am I going to change this? Not right. that I need to, right. but I'm going to show them that we're not with this narrative, this right. false fake news bullshit sure, narrative that sure. they're presenting us to be right. like these fucking monsters that we're out here targeting people right. because their skin color or right. fucking their religious beliefs or sure. because they're mm -hmm. whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Um, and that, that's, that's not it, bro. That's not, there are so many, you know, this profession is so, and I think that's why the, you know, the suicides are so high is because you have, it's, it's hard, at least when we came in mm -hmm. and for a certain amount now, like guys want to come in, but it was hard to get in the door. Very hard. Very Almost hard impossible. for us to yes. get in yeah. the door. Like yeah. I, same with you, man. I have my rejection letters yeah. and I have my awards right next yeah. to it. But to get in here and to say, okay, now we're hitting the ground running. We're going to make an impression. We're going to leave a lasting impression. A lot of these guys that are coming, they want to do good. Sure. Man. Yeah. But then you, they hear this bullshit behind the back, this narrative like you're a piece of shit. Right. right. Or you only pull me over because I'm black. Come on. Right. Really, bro? Yeah. I can't even see the color of your fucking Right, seat. right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What no, are you talking uh, about? You're 100%. Stop. Right. Don't yeah. do that. Right. And we're yeah. going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to go into points. that next. But, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Mike Mike knows me. He's, you know, the years he's known me. And I, and I don't mean to get, you know, religious or anything like that. But, you know, if you were to ask me, like, where does that strength come from? You know, yeah. when someone yeah. says, like, what would make you still do it? You know, mm -hmm. you know, when you read the Bible, Jesus said, you know, love those that hate you. Because if you only yeah. love the ones that love you, like, what good is that? Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, if I'm only going to be a police officer because it's, it's convenient or it's, or it's comfortable, then what good is it? What, then I'm not really a good police officer. Yeah. You know, I need to, I need to be there and grind even when everybody hates me. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. deep. So yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. to get on that, but I, I, no, I, just I mean, have to it's true, man, you gotta yeah. have, you gotta have a basis. I'm in the same boat, man. My faith is strong for me. I think that carried us through, carried me through my most Absolutely. darkest moments. Yeah. Because I needed something greater than me to get me through it. Because I, I can't do it myself. We can't do it ourselves. Well, and and that's the thing. And exactly. And when you talk about the mental health and you talk about why, why officers are doing that, if you don't, haven't been taught that, if you're coming to the job thinking that it's glamour and that, yeah. and then you get here and you're let down, yeah. if you don't have that strong support, then you turn to the yes. drinking all the yes. time. Yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. You turn to, to suicide, depression, all that. That comes from, you know, 
you're this is a thankless job yeah you're you're gonna you're, you know Amen. you know and you're not gonna get the thank yous you deserve you know you're gonna spend a lot of holidays away from your family yeah and then so you, you know you leave home you fight with your wife then you go and you pull someone over and they say well you only stop me because I'm, I'm african-american right or or they point to their skin and point well that's why you're stopping me yeah. or you know then you got to go here like uh you know i'll give you an example man i i i went to a call one time and this was at the peak of all this stuff that was going on right and there was a kid couldn't have been no older than six years old right mm. and he's walking down the street because he sees me at this house it's just an alarm and he's got his hands up oh come on bro and his family's laughing mm. that's not fucking funny. this is a and this is a wealthy neighborhood this isn't yeah. like uh you yeah. know like yeah and yeah. i'm and i'm so enraged like i mean i am so livid i went up to the parents and i was like complaint be damned i don't care i was like you're a disgrace yeah yeah i was like and and that's not that should be if if i had a kid and even if if growing up my family i don't come from a law i'm not like oh i wanted to be a cop since i was five law enforcement family if i would have done that to a police officer or or a teacher or something my mom would have tanned my hide i would have never done it again i'll tell you that much you know so yeah good yeah all right we're gonna take a quick break quick break we're getting in it all right no that wasn't the right one (laughs) All right, we'll do it one more time. Yeah, I love this song. Yeah, turn it up, bro. I'm a soldier. Hey, folks, it's Nick from the rollcallroom.com. How are you all doing? Hey, we want to give a couple of quick shout outs to some folks that are helping keeping the show going and uh, some uh, new folks around the world who have reached out to us. Uh, we got uh, Tamara Mickelson. She's got her book coming out through my eyes. She'll be on an upcoming episode. We're really excited about that. Uh, Bree from bluehelp.org. Uh, Bree's awesome. We love you. Uh, You're fantastic. Thank you so much for um, the encouragement. Emily, welcome back. We're super proud of you coming through some dark times. We're super happy here to have you back. Uh, Detective Mario has a big shout out that he wants me to do, and and I'm more than happy to do it because we got some folks from the NYPD, America's finest, great organization. Uh, Two great guys, P.A.O. Chi. And P.O. Ronald, uh, finest holding it down on the mean streets of Queens. Um, super excited that you're fans of the show. Like it, share it, share it, like it. Um, super, super happy that you're uh, you're spreading the word. You guys are awesome. Uh, we're just two guys just fucking around in a studio. And uh, it's great to hear the encouragement from you guys uh, really in the belly of the beast. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys. I know it's a shitty situation over there. Uh, we're thinking about you. Mike and I are always thinking about you guys. Uh, of course, Heather from rocks for Leo's. If you haven't checked them out on Twitter, you need to check them out. They're super awesome. Uh, really cool people. Griff girly girl. We love you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, folks, uh, email us at Nick at rollcallroom.com or Mike at rollcallroom.com. Check us out on rollcallroom.com. We have merch now. So now we have hoodies and shirts and decals and uh, all these different cool things. That's what helps keeps the show going. 
Um, so keep it going. Like it, share it, share it, like it. Go on Spotify, iTunes. If you go on iTunes, um, leave us a five star and leave us a comment. We love it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Roll Call Room Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of exclusive videos on there that um, Mike and I are going to be consciously putting new shit out as we go along. So like it and share it. All right, folks, be safe out there. Watch out for each other. And if you have a blow your brains out, brains out. It's no time to cock it. No way you can stop it when niggas run up on you with them things out. All right, we are back from break. We're getting deep again. Yeah. Dan, 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 Dan you're you're on fire. Go, man. Running out of yeah. Go ahead, man. No, so you know, finishing that thought I was saying before, like, so you know, to summarize it all, so you get in a fight with your loved one. You know, you go and called you're a racist. You got a six year old kid putting his hands up and his parents are condoning yeah. it. How are you not supposed how are you not supposed to feel crappy? Like, how mm. are you not supposed to say, like, oh, life's a bowl of change? I mean, even with what I was talking about before, like with with my you know support system and how I view it and stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, that gets you enraged, yeah. you know, and, and you got and how do you deal with that? Because there's no need for it, you know, and. It's just, you know, you expect that from a, from a criminal yeah. or somebody who hates you. Yeah, someone you've arrested before. Right. But yeah. when it's like the average person that's never even had law enforcement yeah. contact mm-hmm. to what you know, then, you know, then you start to think, well, everybody hates me. And then that goes mm-hmm. into the mental mm-hmm. health yeah. where it's like they have you have no outlet. Like, you know, well, and it's just like when you like go into a restaurant or you're in public. Right. And the parent go and I this is like a big pet peeve of mine. It drives mm-hmm. me fucking insane. Uh, is when parents go, oh, you don't eat your food. I'm going to tell this yes. police officer, yeah. and they're going to arrest you. Yeah. And 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 it seems it seems funny, right. like you're doing it with your kids. Right. And I correct parents. I'm like, please don't tell your right. kids that because right from jump, they're thinking we're doing you know, bad. They're shit. the sure. We're the bully. We're a bully. Yeah, we're the bullies. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's this is not the same, but it's like when you fucking go somewhere and 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 knuckleheads are like. They grab their friend and friend, and they're like, "I got him. He's right here. Yeah. This is the guy yeah. you're looking for." I didn't do like, it. It's, <laughs> it's been about five minutes since I've heard that. Thank you. You know, yeah. yeah. Thanks and, for that. And, 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 yeah. 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 No donuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, busy out there? Yeah. You listen, you shut your fucking mouth. Don't <laughs> like you ask me that question. It's like when there's two or three of us at a restaurant. <laughs> right, it's like, right. If you're in here, who's out there? No one. No one. So go speak. <laughs> no one. Yeah. Yeah. Go in a dark area. <laughs> right, right. Please. Yes. Yeah, man. So, it, oh, man, there's so much to talk about this stuff because you're absolutely right, man. We're with this, you know, this effect, these, these, this false narrative has you know created these people that are just delusional bro yeah it's yeah. and, and I don't think you're gonna change them either no I think so I, I I what it is and I've done a lot of thought on this is I think it's obviously it's accessibility to social media mm. the news the news it's constant right. right right so they're not so they're getting like these headlines that are like quick boom you know, rogue cop shoots unarmed dude. Right. There's no right. fact right. checking, and there's no. Right. There, well, that's oh, what I was gonna say. Let's there's, release the officer's name and everything. Yeah, it's like, so wait they're, a minute. They're like, like, they're just so they're scrolling. They're like, that's horrible. That's horrible. Right. That's horrible. Right. Nothing fucking positive. Right. Everything right. negative about what we're doing or what we, we should be doing. Everyone yeah. thinks they need to know how to do our fucking job. Right. Everyone knows how to do our fucking job. Everyone knows it better than us. But it's this false. It's just false. I. I'm telling you, dude, I tell you, I got five kids. I spend 90% of my fucking time putting truth into my kids' heads. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Because it's everything's false. Sure, everything's a sure. fucking facade. It's delusional. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a fairy false. tale. Right, right. You know what I mean? From from politics sure. to policing. I'm like, no, why? You know, I was talking, you know, my stance on immigration is the way it is because right. I've seen fucking MS-13 cases right. where people have decapitated so have people. Remember we were doing that yeah. at one, one time together. I've seen it. Yeah. We have a fucking immigration problem right. because not because of the guy who's here illegally right. providing for his family. Sure. I'm not fucking worried about that guy. Right. Hate me or not, I don't care. Right. I'm not worried about that guy. He's mm -hmm. a productive human being. Sure. He comes in, he goes to work, he takes care of his family, he wants right. a better life. Why? Because he's in the fucking mountains of El Salvador. It's either that or become a gang member. Sure, sure. I mean, or or you get your fucking throat slit. Right, right. I get it. Right. I get it. But for the fucking gangbanger that's here that came under, you know, this DACA thing. Right. People think, oh, they need a second chance. I get it. But when there's no screening and I'm working a fucking double homicide. Right. Where, you know, in, in my backyard where two people get their fucking heads cut off. Sure. This is a problem. Absolutely. I've seen it. I've lived it. Right. I've worked those cases. We right. worked those cases. And then you find out that they've they've been sent back two or three. Yeah, times. and then right. they come back. Nothing happens. And nothing right. happens. Yeah. Right. And, and and that's the thing is is the national media or mm -hmm. the majority of the media never comes to the knuckle draggers right. and says, right. you know, what do you think about this? Right. What do you think about the immigration mm -hmm. policy? What right. do you think about like um, having it a requirement to learn the language sure. to become sure. a nationalized right. citizen? Right. Because my view on you learning the English language is mm. not a racial issue. No. It is because I have worked case after case where I have worked gunshot victims or somebody with a knife shoved in their belly. Right. And I can't communicate with right, them. Right. Because all they speak is Spanish, Russian, whatever you want to say. And how many have been illiterate in their own language? Well, and they can't and, even read and, Spanish. And here's the best know, or, part. Or Russian or whatever. When yeah. you get a translator out to the crime scene and you say, how many years have you been in America? 18. 18 years. <laughs> and they can't even put together their name, their social security right. number, if they have, or date of birth or it's whatever it is. Issue, right. It's a right. safety it's issue. Sure. I don't yeah, care annoying, whether yeah. or not you learn the language because right. you need yeah. to go to Chipotle. Right. This is the fourth time I've said Chipotle. Yeah. Um, Sponsor us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a matter of that. I want you to learn the language or at least turn mm -hmm. around and learn the language of what your name, date mm -hmm. of birth, Sure. And, and be able to formulate a sentence as a victim, sure. Sure. because as an immigrant coming here, you right. are preyed on as a right. victim. Absolutely. And who's the number one? And uh, I know it seems like you got a point to yeah. make, but there, who's the number one person that's big advocate for immigration? Immigrants Im who came here legally. Sure. Yeah. Right. But, and they, why? Because they they did their pay. They did the due diligence. They did due process. Right. But the thing is, is like they care about the country as much as we. They're those. I've met so many immigrants that are more fucking patriotic than people born and raised yeah, in this country. Exactly. Right. But those right. are the ones that legitimately uh they sought out. Right. Yeah, it's not just Hispanic, it's fucking anyone. You know, Bangladesh, anyone. Sure. Iranian, yeah. Yeah. Korean, right. Uh, right. Filipinos, sure. huge sure. patriotic. It's yeah. Hell, yeah. 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 But you were gonna make so, a point. You know, and I, and I just kinda wanna make this point, you know, from so people can kind of understand when they hear the whole immigration argument, you know, because the people who are the talking heads. They don't know anything. They're idiots. They, and yeah. they've never been affected by anything. Correct. Um, and this is just, you know, boots on they live in ivory tower. Right. You know, I mean, with gated communities <laughs> yeah, and bodyguards. Exactly. Right. So, you know, just from just from a perspective, so people kind of understand if you're in this country illegally. Right. And you, let's say, drive without a license or you, you let's say you T-bone someone. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no civil reciprocity for that person. Mm -hmm. So 
if they if you know if somebody gets in a horrible accident or and you want to go after that person because your kid is now you know an amputee mm-hmm. and there's permanent lasting damages you can't because that person is not connected to anything. there's no remedy there's no reciprocity civil yeah, reciprocity yeah. so people have to understand that and i've worked thousands of accidents where people come to me and they say there's no re-. i said what you, I, there's nothing i can do yeah. i'm like mm-hmm. i've done everything i can do i'm like there is nothing mm-hmm. more i can do and that's what people need to understand. This has nothing to do with us wanting to keep people. No, that's, yeah, like I said, my family, it. they're immigrants. My dad was never in this country one day illegally. Yeah. So there, you know, you, there has to be a way to tie people and hold people accountable. The whole reason why we want to know who you are and we want to make sure you're you're vetted is so that we know you didn't kill someone in your country. We know yes. that you're a law-abiding, because if you're not law-abiding in your own country, you're not going to come here and be law-abiding. So it has nothing to do with the narrative that's being pushed. Yes. And that's what I try to explain to people. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that the police are being racist and we don't yeah. want to see anyone. And, yeah. you know, it's that I want to know that if this person decides to make a decision to to drive impaired or mm-hmm. to pick up a weapon and shoot my family member, that mm-hmm. I can go after them. And that mm-hmm. there's there's something tying them here to their assets where, you know, if they do a lot of harm to me or my family, I can get compensated, yes. you know, yeah. and people mm-hmm. don't understand the burden that's putting on their insurance. Yes. And yeah. when, when you get a person that's doing everything right, they're following all the rules and then they take the hit. Yeah. How is that? How is that right. justice yes. to the person who isn't at fault? And it also takes resources like first responder resources, Absolutely. because I can tell you from experience and I'm sure you can, you can attest to this. And so can Mike. I have worked a lot of violent cases where there are folks that are here that are that are here illegally and then you get a criminal history on them. Right. And it is a very large criminal history yes. to include deportation several times. Right. It is the most frustrating thing because the, the, the there are folks that um, are really law abiding mm-hmm. that want to come here. They want to work. They want to mm-hmm. pay taxes. They want to do all of that stuff. And then there are the folks where you just, as a law enforcement professional, you get Why are we still dealing with these people? Yeah, right. it's, it's this frustrating. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And so they kill someone, right. and then this is how, and this is where we and are And that's now. what I think, right. because right. when yep. I'm at the magistrate's window and I'm swearing out a felony warrant, sure. w- warrant for malicious wounding, this is a crime that could have been prevented. Right. And that's what gets you as a law enforcement officer so upset is because this crime didn't need to take yes. place. It's kind of like, like it's once been said, there were 10 bad decisions that yes. got us here. Now yeah. 10 could be a hundred. It could be 500, yep. you yes. know, but there, but there were a lot of things that led up to this before it actually happened, yeah. where it could have been one, one decision in the process could have thrown everything off. Two, I got two story, one story, one quick story. When I was working a Rico case, when I was in narcs, um, they, uh, I sat across from a 16 year old. He was tied. We put him down for, I think, in one murder where he admitted to chopping off a guy's leg. Um, and then, uh, he, one other murder in the re, in the Blessed Commonwealth, somewhere down south. When we debriefed him with the FBI, he sat across from the table and told us literally he had, he had three bodies in El Salvador before he came over to Porter. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, it was Daco or whatever. Yeah. Because he was 15. Sure. Three fucking bodies, bro. Yeah. Three legit bodies. Right. People don't understand that. It's incomprehensible. It's crazy. And he just came here and he told us, he was like, came to the border. I'm like, oh, I got it. And they were like, oh, where's your nearest family member? Oh, the Blessed Commonwealth. Boop. They shipped him on a phone. Yep. Boom. Here he is. Here's your His uncle works a hundred fucking hours a week. Why? Because he's trying to, you know. If that's even really his uncle. Exactly. Right. And he's dropped off. Boop. 
Now he's terrorizing the fucking neighborhood. It's a right. quality of life issue. Right. These people are being exposed. They're they're recruiting gang members in the school because right. now they're embedded in the school. Right, right. It's a fucking domino effect. Yeah. yeah. And it's not and it's and it's you know, it's not just Hispanics, but it's um you know, I've seen um, you know, I, I we, we we talk primarily from, with yeah, this because that's the that's the exactly, bulk of it. But right. it's all but it's, but it's everyone. All, it's Correct. all right, and that's right, the right. thing. It's like people don't understand it, but when you have firsthand knowledge of this shit, it's impactful because sure. you're like, I get it. This is the truth. Right. I'm not making this shit up. Right. I don't have right. any fucking reason to lie sure. about this. Right. And then the other thing is, true story, guy on patrol working. Hey, um, this guy, he was working at a construction site, Hispanic guy. Someone stole his drill. Okay. He calls a reporter in. Someone stole my drill. Okay. He's on a um temporary visa status. Actually, yeah, he's on temporary visa status. Uh, officer goes out, boop, boop, boop. Goes back to his computer, runs it to input the victim information just to get his address. Boop, warning hit for a felony. Uh, uh, he's he's got a hit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He looks it. It's from Interpol, right? For a homicide warrant in Honduras. We call Interpol. He's like he verified it. Um, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, man, can you come look at this? I think this guy's fucking wanted for murder." Mm-hmm. I shoot down there. I'm like, where are you? Where's the guy? He's like, he he left the construction site. He thought he was a victim. Right. I let him go. Right. I fly down there. We run this shit. We get we get a contact when Interpol through the number on the hit. Boom. He sends us a picture of the guy. Match it up with the DMV photo. Hundred fucking percent. It's him. Interpol says, Oh, where's he? Where did he say he's living at right now? Oh, one two three Main Street. Okay, we'll monitor it. Thanks for the update. That's it. Mm. Until he does crime here in the U.S., they're not going to touch him. That's fucking That's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a true story, bro. I believe it. I believe it. A true it. story. And then it. we're not even touching on terrorism. Right. Yeah. Terrorism hits. If people only knew, and I always tell people this. Hey, man, give me some debt for that. Dude, if, they, if they only if knew, they only what, knew what these agencies are sidestepping, how many landmines, terrorisms, <laughs> terrorists, sleeper cells, they are here. Right. Embedded in our country, they would leave. It's. It's fucking rampant. How many? Because for our civilian listeners, we have programs that we run. We can't get specific because it's confidential. But when we run a tag or we run information on something, it'll say they're a part of a terrorism watch list. I get maybe three, four a day, depending on how many times tags I'm running. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Probably about maybe more, maybe yeah. less. I don't. Yeah. But that's every day. Yeah. That's every day. So we have. <laughs> We have the war on police that we got to deal with. Right. <laughs> We're trying to keep terrorism at bay sure, with sure. officer president's sure. enforcement. We're trying to keep the gang suppression down and the recruitment down by suppression enforcement. Right. We're trying to maintain our fucking selves every right, day. Right. And We're so, trying to do little, right. do more with little with our fucking salaries that are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, why would you come in this? If this, sure. you know, if it's not a calling, I don't, I don't know what it is, but get out if it's not yeah if exactly you if you're not it, here for out. the right reasons yeah. then get out but really to go back to circle back for me when i was talking about you know talking to my kids about truth all the time when i watched the the because it started what was it trayvon martin with who's the guy um Trey, zimmerman. zimmerman but that, yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah. not In a Florida. fucking cop yeah, but yeah. this started the narrative exactly. like this was exactly. like exactly this began, and I'm right. like, wait a minute, this guy's not a fucking cop. He's right. a wannabe cop. Right, right, right. He was yeah. a fucking, yeah. Neighborhood he was in the watch guy. Didn't right. help. Right. You know, local around yeah. here. Yeah. Now he's fucking all over the news for doing dumb shit. Yeah, neighborhood watch clown, which I think he should have been indicted for. That's another discussion. You know, Zimmerman should have, um, because they told him, let it go, and he kept fucking going. Right. But um, my thing, I'm turning off my mic, dude. I can't you're hear myself. You're good. You're good. So, anyways, so 
Then you go into the Ferguson. I'm like, okay, so what happened here? Like, let's look at the facts. Like, mm-hmm. give me the facts. Mm-hmm. Give me the file. Give me, I want to see the report, man. I want to look at what happened here. Right. And it was all, it went to a, it was a white officer, right? Right. Black, black male says he robbed a convenience Just robbed store. A convenience it's on store. fucking tape that he robbed this place. Charges the officer. The officer gets dispatched. He goes there. Mm-hmm. He gets charged. Yeah. The officer's Doesn't trying. Doesn't get a chance to get out of his right. car. Right. The officer's trying him. to detain him. Can't detain him. The guy's apparently going for his weapon, which was observed by a witness, mm-hmm. but that apparently, but that no one wants to, to put their name on it because his witness d- intimidation. His DNA was, was inside the, the Tahoe. Gun. Right. Yeah. It was all over yeah. the Tahoe. Right. Yeah, his blood was on the, the inside right. of the Tahoe. Right. right. So it, it, it. But, but here's the thing. What, how many what, people have read it? Right. How many people have read it? But here's the thing. What's so frustrating as, as we were talking, when the facts come out, right. it's like, oh, that's not true. Yeah, they just made but it. he was listen he was that on by a jury that was mainly African Americans that said and, this guy did nothing wrong. Right, right. Yeah. And if, what uh, the fuck is going on? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it's and crazy. It, and if you look like when I like when I quoted earlier Heather, Heather McDonough, we could always talk about that, that book as we yeah. go on. Um, in her book, you know, there are people that say when they witnessed it, I would have shot him too, and they're yeah. African American. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's like, what do you do? Like, what was the author? Uh, Heather McDonough. Okay. She, her yeah, book war. She has good, she has a good book war on the the war on cops. Mm-hmm. And she's a doctor. Kind of, yeah. Like doctor she, in yeah. I mean, very she's extremely smart. Very very intelligent, very intelligent. You know, not not just someone that you she know. Sticks she's strictly facts. Yeah. Not it's, not it's, party lines. Right. No facts. party lines. She even talks about yeah. You know, there are those officers that are rude, not a control. You can't mm-hmm. have that. But she goes on the narrative that you know uh, we're racist and this and this and that, and it's mm-hmm. just she debunks the narrative, saying, look, right. the statistics don't show that. But it's politically motivated. Yes, so, 100%. you know, you know, if, if you look at if, you know, the news in this country is so fake. Yes. You know, and, it, and if you look at the fact that every news channel, when all this stuff was going mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. you know, from the leaders of the country to everything, they're all in the tank that, mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're pushing a, a narrative that's getting us killed. Yes. And those and, officers and us killing. ourselves. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I was just going to get to that. If, you know. If you don't think that those people have blood on their hands, mm-hmm. you're mistaken mm-hmm. because they're driving the narrative of all this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. So you, when you're in a, it goes back to leaders. Mm-hmm. When you're a leader, right, you're supposed to be a leader. But that's the problem. Everybody's worried about being popular. So yes. it's popular to trash the police. Look the at how cool I am. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. popular like. Yeah. Oh, that that guy who makes fifty thousand a year, who's pro America, pro his country, pro community. Like uh, I got one for you, yeah. or or release a statement of an action that an officer did without right. knowing the fucking facts. E- exactly, mm-hmm. that was and you're that the was chief. what started it. Yeah, yeah. Like the recent one here in the Commonwealth a couple months yeah. back with yeah. the immigration stop. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Made national news. Yeah, I heard. made national yeah. news. It did. Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't agree with this, and right. we don't stand behind it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you? Look, right. Did you even look at the fucking facts? Right. Did you talk to the investigators, <laughs> right. bro. Right. Facts. What are those? Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. truth is a thing of the past. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's well, I tell you what, we always preach the you know, you're innocent till proven guilty. As a police officer, you're guilty, guilty until proven yeah. innocent, yeah. if you're even innocent. Like, if they don't twist it somehow to oh, just make you the bad guy, you're the huh? fall guy. How many know? times were you have you been called a liar in court? Uh, that's I, my next point. I was going yeah. there because it's bleeding into the judicial yeah. system how, on the court. How many side. times have you been called a liar on the stand? Too many that I can count. Okay, so year one as an officer, mm-hmm. have you ever been called a liar mm-hmm. when you? When, yeah. Year one. Oh, yeah. But as much as now? No, no, no. no. more now. More, I tell you what, more now. there used to be a lot of people back then that would say, if you said I did it, I did it. Yeah. Yes. 
And or the fact that judges, when I first started, yeah. if a defense attorney called you a liar, right. yeah. the judge would lose yes, their fucking would mind. would address yeah. it right there. Yeah. And now it's like, when let, I, let when, it play out. When, when I watch like the double standard between lawyers mm -hmm. and, and police officers, and I look at how they can get on the stand and trash an officer mm -hmm. when they're a complete reprobate themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. It and, is. you know, I'll give you an example. You know, we have this whole thing, you know, when you testify how you can't look at your notes, you can't do any of this. You know, you got a lawyer sitting there with a pad of <laughs> yeah. already and he's reading from it. <laughs> yes. He's already got a thesis well, yeah, that his legal clerk of, yes. put together. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now you're sitting there grilling me and I have no. And then, well, what well, couldn't it be that? Yeah. Well, well, you know, is it not true? Right, you know, and it's like you're 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 asking me garbage, dude. Yeah. Like, like, like. I have no problem with uh, with we need lawyers. They serve their purpose. Mm -hmm. But the job of a lawyer is to make sure that it was done correctly. Mm -hmm. That the, you know that you didn't you didn't violate someone's rights. Mm -hmm. You didn't violate you didn't you didn't you know do an arrest when you didn't have you procedure wasn't in place. Fill in the blank, however you want to call it. But when there when you have the slip and fall ambulance chasing mentality, yeah. where you know your goal is just to get people off because they're they're lying in your pockets. I mean, yeah. you're a weasel. Yeah. I mean, you're no better than the criminal but, itself. But I do have to say that I think that the Commonwealth attorneys um, or the prosecutors, whatever judicial system you're in, I think more and more it's it's a calling and it's a love for law itself well the same thing that's happening is that they're getting infiltrated yes, and you're having peacetime peacetime prosecutors right. that are going after the officers yeah look yeah. at look at baltimore indicted all four all yeah. got and she's off she's still yeah. there marilyn mosby exactly right? yeah. and, and here's the thing still there the, bro the three of us in this room and they all got acquitted for the record they, they all got they did nothing wrong yeah and, and they paid. all got paid and, and they all got fucking settlements but, but but she's still there but but no but look at this us three in this room if we committed perjury on an affidavit or a search warrant, God what would happen? Us. Brady. Yeah. Not not just Brady nowadays. They Brady was us. 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, us, Brady, like 10 years ago, they'd put you on the blacklist and be like, you're in the property room for the rest of your career. You can never testify. Fill in no. the blank. Yeah. Now, you, you're, that Grand would be jury. the best thing that could happen yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you would be indicted. You'd probably be put in prison. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll rightfully so. Rightfully right. so. But there's a double standard. Because the people who are lying and making stuff up all over the place, nothing's happening to them. Right. Like you said, you know, they got off, but they're still there. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and and more and more, I, my worry is prosecutors, you know, and you're seeing mm -hmm. it with nationwide elections. They're going more radical where yeah. they're they're following yes. suit. Yes. And it's like they're goes, endorsing one another goes back to what we said before how do you convince someone to come be a police officer you know mm -hmm. and the same prosecutors or commonwealth whatever system you mm -hmm. have look at what let's say you've had one for a long period of time look at where they started and look at where they're heading i've had a case i've had some cases and i love prosecutors i think we work great with our prosecutors but some outside the jurisdiction i love where you, i've got where i've gotten more like justice from a defense attorney than a fucking prosecutor yeah and it's their yeah. client. Yeah. He, like, yeah, he was like, I hey, to. I want to make a deal on this. Yeah. He's a shit bag. You know, I, I, I don't want to fight this case because I know he did wrong. Right. Can we make a deal? And meanwhile, while the prosecutor's like, well, let's just, I mean, it's a felony, but let's plea it down. Right. Right. And, and even though he's a multi-time convicted sure. felon, like, sure. Or, or let's not process this right. and then just give them this on the back. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's bring four felonies down to one. It, was it really an assault eh. on law enforcement? Right. I mean, yeah. how hard did he hit you? Right. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. what are we, what the fuck? You know, when we talk, what is this? when I, when, you know, Heather McDonough's book talks about the broken window policing. That's when she talks about in the 80s. 
what we were talking about before. And the reason they had so much success on the big stuff is because they started charging the little stuff. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't hold people accountable on the little stuff, you're going to have the next. We're going to be getting hit with bricks. Oh, oh, broken, oh wait, what's yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, we have that has been happening. So that's how know. they cleaned up New York City. Exactly. Because back back in New in York the, City, right. yeah. you know, you used to get a desk appearance ticket for jumping the turnstiles. Sure. And then Bratton and 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 Giuliani mm-hmm. changed everything there, right. which mm-hmm. was everything you went to booking for. Right. So folks were like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to jump a turnstile because I'm going to be in central booking for two right. days." Right. And then that's that's what started sure. that. Um, well, same with stop and frisk. Sure. And, you know that was the domino effect that was happening. It was parks. People were like, "Oh, they're going around harassing." No, what they were doing is open air drug markets in right. parks. The right. kids had nowhere to go. Yeah. Had these dope dealers get in shootouts or whatever. Right. And they did a zero tolerance park trespass right. program. If you're not there with a kid or whatever, right. and you're not, you're there loitering, hanging around, you have yeah. no purpose, then you got to get the fuck out. That and the stop and frisk. And everyone hears stop and frisk. But when you look into stop and frisk. Because of what the media's done to it. Exactly. Right. Well, it's I not also... just stop and frisk, right. which everyone thinks, oh, you're not free to leave. And right, then an evasive right, search. Right. No, 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 no. There's some that's reasonable suspicion or probable bro, cause where that's which, led you to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Some, exactly. Of, some of that blame lands on um, NYPD's PR. Like they don't do a very yeah. good job of yeah. coming out and saying, hold up, listen, this is what the policy is. This is why we have the policy. And there's no explanation and because it's how, more of like, why well, I, right. I don't, I don't want to get well, sued. There it goes to the, like the weak leadership. Yes. Come so, out yes. and say why we're doing this, you know, and, and no, well, look at it this way. No one cares more about black lives mattering than the police. The reason we're in those neighborhoods, the reason we do go to these calls is because the 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 minorities in those communities who are obeying the law, they, they want, want us there. there. Yeah. They, they call, call us. us. Right. Yes. You know, I asked I asked a question one time. I said, how come? So all these statistics where it shows disparities, it just so happens to be that this group commits more crime or whatever. How come there's no way to track? whether this was self-initiated or we were dispatched there. Yeah. yeah. Because the when you get dispatched, you're just a neutral guy. You're responding yeah. to a call for yes, service. Yes, so yes. when you call and say, hey, listen, my bike was just stolen or I was just robbed, and then you write the description and, or then you end up catching someone or whatever, they're like, all oh, the cops were racist. See how they went to the... No, you idiot. I was called there. Our agency now does that. Good. Because, because yeah. the, the new chief um, wanted that done and wanted to statistics for the Human Rights Commission. Right. So I, I foresee a lot of agencies right. doing that. And that's a good thing. Which is, yeah. um, you know, not just saying that off, this officer stops 80% African-American. Right. Right. You have to look at where that officer works. Exactly. If they're it, working in a public housing area right. and 95% of the folks in public housing are one particular race. Right. Yeah, they're gonna but, stop that many. But, exactly. but you see, it pushes exactly. it push yeah. it pushes the narrative yeah. better to just demonize it's like the guy. If you worked yeah. in Chinatown, sure, I'm right. pretty sure you're gonna stop a lot of Chinese. Sure, I mean it's <laughs> right. like it's it's no fucking brainer. Right, right. It's yeah. like yeah. you know, yeah, facts are facts, and you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta balance it out or yeah. whatever. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back. We're yeah. gonna do the question game and we'll yep, wrap yep, up this yep, uh, yep. episode. All right, folks.
Hey, it's Terry and Claire, and welcome to Drunk Medical Stories, a podcast where two women who definitely aren't doctors discuss wild medical stories with the aid of medicinal beverage of the boozy variety. This podcast is rated explicit for language and adult content, and we also do recommend a strong stomach as we will be discussing the occasional graphic medical condition, such as hashtag assfish. Don't treat syphilis with malaria. You will learn why you never go from zero to mango. Hashtag drunk ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So if you're interested in two women getting drunk and giggling uncontrollably over medical stories found on Reddit, this is the podcast for you. So come on, come over to Drunk Medical Stories. Have a laugh, a drink, and you could learn something. And if you would like more content, check us out on our Facebook group, Drunk Medical Stories Podcast, and we're on Twitter at DMS Pod. In a teaser, you should at least give something away. All I'm going to say is that it involves a frozen fish that went up somebody's rectum, then thawed, and could not come back out. And I just want you to picture that person on their stomach with the tail of a fish sticking out of their rectum. And if that doesn't make you laugh, this podcast probably isn't for you. If it does make you laugh, I highly recommend tuning in. The Drunk Medical Stories. All right, we are back from break. We were getting uh, getting deep there before we went on break. Dan, you're bringing some fire. fire. Good, I like it. Fire. I like I it. Mean, got good. Uh, another pillar perspective. In the call good. Room, yeah, yes. Yeah, tell you, man, we're gonna have to have Bobby and him together in studio. Be I think great. that would be a great combination. Yeah. Did you hear Bobby's episode? No. Uh, which one? I probably did. I mean, um, it was. I'm not okay. This is not all right. It was really good. Okay. It's deep. Let me, re- here, let me re- re-listen yeah, to it. Yeah, listen to it. Really, really yeah. good stuff. Um, he was on three. I think that's when we were doing three episodes at a time when we were out of our fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can tell. Right. Just doing two episodes in a row is pretty exhausting, right? Because you're thinking about so much yeah, to say. Yeah. You You'll sleep like so a baby. Oh, I bet. I bet. It's like we can like we can do this for another four hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know about that. Leading up to it, I was like, I was fired up. I was ready. I was like, that sounds, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Okay. But, um, um, <clears throat> just finishing up, man. I mean, because we're going to have a whole other episode on this. Okay. Um, we're going to go into it again, you know, to talk about 21st century policing because this is like the pillar that every agency is going to right now. Right. Which for me, I'm like, you know, because it's actually on some of our processes that you mm-hmm. need to be well versed sure. in this. And I'm like, well, what is this? You know what I mean? So I look into that. What does it have? Like five pillars or something, Nick? What is it, the five pillars of community? Commun- yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, sure. So uh, there's some the good. There is before. some substance in there that sure. could be useful to law enforcement. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, but who wrote this? Right. How many boots defense on the ground? Knuckle dra- well, here's the thing: is there was a couple. Attorneys. I will say there was a couple of chiefs of police that are on there, like the former Chicago chief of police and whatever. The guy that was drunk Philadelphia. in Philadelphia. No, the other guy. No. Um, <laughs> but how many? How many thirty-year street cops were a part of that report? And that's the problem. That's the problem is, is that yeah. you're you're writing these reports from a perspective that you've been in a command position for 
20 plus years. Right. You're not you're not looking at it from the officer that's going out to right. CVS that right. handles the same fucking shoplifting ca- right. calls all the time. Mm-hmm. The 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 beat cop that works in the public housing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. areas the one that has to know what probable cause and reasonable right. suspicion right. is i mean I, I venture to say that if you gave a scenario to a commander uh in any agency they would struggle yeah. because they had to, they don't do the job anymore right. right um but that's neither here nor there so we're As gonna get into with the, all guests we yeah. have our question game uh, and the question and game. My, and listen for the record i've been up since four i'm running there off we about go. five hours yeah, the for the last three days so my questions are PG. Uh, here we go. I don't care. All right. So for <laughs> our new listeners that are just tuning in, the question game is this. Mike has written three questions for me to ask, and I cannot alter the <clears throat> questions. I cannot refuse to ask them. I have to read them in their entirety. Uh, he wrote three for me. I wrote three for him, and they're for you. Okay. Then. So uh, Danielson. Uh, <laughs> these can range from anything okay are you all ready? right let's do it all right let's do it go. first question is going to go to mike miguel here's yours oh, don't open you. that yet i'm not going to open it you read yours first right. miguel daniel son let's see what we got here hit me <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> what the hell uh two girls one cup question mark. No, the next question <laughs> uh, that had the PTSD from that dude <laughs> or right. our uh, under 21 <laughs> or over what is it when did that come out what year was that uh, I don't the remember fact like that, you, good, or something? that you don't know go ahead all right highest highest speeding ticket ever written and what was the excuse uh let's see probably 103 miles an hour what yeah uh what was the excuse excuse was uh no i transport cars and i wasn't used to the gas pedal bullshit you wrote them right oh absolutely reckless you know it jail uh uh no just a ticket just a ticket okay Mm -hmm. all right mike all right all right all right next uh question for you oh my gosh really bro Mm mm-hmm Dildo Please. or butt plug? Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, neither. I just talked about my know, faith right? in, the last, <laughs> uh, in, in the last 10 minutes, and then we're going, we're going down this road. So both. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were a sergeant, right. so. Uh, you know. Internally. Or... Knee pads work the best, you know. Oh, my God. What's up with these questions? I told you. I'm tired. Keep it simple, bro. Right. Go. Radar or laser? LIDAR or radar? (laughs) I'll be honest. And it could uh, be moving radar. radar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Each have their function. Yeah. So I think they're both equally effective. Um, They both have, they both play their role. You know, I I use them both. And uh, what do you prefer? prefer Yeah. Uh, Honestly, my radar unit. Because uh, moving stationary uh, Golden Eagle 2. Oh, we got the we have we got radar the threes, oh, three, three, yeah, yeah. Oh. which are fucking sweet. Yeah. Really? Dual antenna, yeah, yeah. That's what we have, dual antenna. Yeah, but yeah. the three has like a computerized like GPS. Now that's yes. dope. that's yeah, that's it takes Eagle into three. it takes into um your um your your fan like your oh so heat, can, yeah, it can can yes, it does it, on it out, wow. it calibrates it. Do, wow, yeah, oh, it's good for ten hours. You could set it for like ten hours, so you only have to like when you feel um. Tuning fork test in the morning or whatever. It's you good don't for 10 have hours. to. Yeah, you have to, you have but to it's good for 10, 10 hours, hours of the shift. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you I can gotta, turn it on. Yeah, gotta it's gotta great, upgrade. dude. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We bought them all. Okay. But go, yeah. go ahead. Your oh, question. Shit, no. Your last question. Uh, what the fuck is this GD shit? <laughs> 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 if you were a fish, what fish would you be and why? 
Uh, great white shark. Yeah. yeah. It's a that's, fish, right? That's, yeah. that's a warrior yeah, that's right. mentality. Yeah. Uh, Eat your face. That's right. <laughs> what is the funniest traffic control story you have? Those are never fun. <laughs> oh, Let me hilarious. tell you something. You want to be, you want to have the biggest frustration in your life, direct traffic. That's what yes. I'm saying. You can fucking have 16 cones and 17 flares out. Yeah. Still gonna and a drive sign over. that says, oh. What do you mean I can't go this way? Hey, I, but I, I got to get over there. I live right there. <laughs> right. I live at that house right, right. there. Right. right there. I get, well, I can tell you this. Is uh, this closed? I think, you know, I don't even I don't even mind those as much. I'll tell you the ones that really get me. Three or four car accident. Mm-hmm. Parts all over the place galore. Mm-hmm. People are crying. Airbags are, you know, glasses everywhere. You're sitting there and you're you're getting information or you're doing you're doing your thing you don't have to do or you're just watching it for the other guy, and then you see like Joe Citizen walking up, it's real slow and casual, real slow. And he goes, "Hey, excuse me, officer, uh, how long till the roads open? Uh, do you have eyes, Dick? Like, I mean, you tell me. Uh, uh, hey, uh, officer, what happened here? To a car accident. Was it bad? That's pretty bad. Is our roads going to be closed for a long time, or um, can I drive through? I live right over there. No, you can't. I want to speak to your supervisor. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Every fucking time. He racist. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's usually what it it's like, you won't let me go back to my house. Or it's like, religious. you're like directing traffic, and you're just like, it's like the, the smoke from the airbags is still in the air. <laughs> People are like trying to get around. Like you don't see this. Like you don't see this. Every, everyone has the 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 old like the thirty year. Now this is the officer that probably needs you know some help. But uh, you know you everyone's got that salty officer that's thrown a flashlight at one of those cars. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I mean, we've all we've all got them. You know. Yeah. And you're like, hey, uh, Bob doesn't smile a whole lot. It's yeah. like uh, you wouldn't either. You know, like or they pull up next to you instead of standing around. Uh, maybe you can speed this up. Right. Uh, yeah? yeah. Why don't you pull up over here? Let's have a right. private conversation. Yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, I can deal with the the ignorance of, you know, doing traffic control. What I hate, I mean, obviously, intersections are a nightmare during rush hour, but those are what get me the most is, is bad accidents. And it's just like, I mean, really, someone's someone's potentially seriously injured. And all you're worried about is getting past yeah, them. Like, exactly. That's chill all out, I care about. You know, That's yeah. All I care Great about. example for your, your kids, you know. Danny boy. Why are we so entitled? Oh, 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 because it's a mindset. All right. We got another one wrapped up in the book. Share, share, and like. Danny boy. Uh, Get home safe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to have you on again. Folks, uh, go on rollcallroom.com. Check us out. We got merch for sale now. We got uh, hoodies and we got shirts and we got decals and we got a whole bunch of other things. Go on there to support the show. Uh, Check out bluehelp.org. Uh, we are on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like and share, share and like. That's right. And subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll get exclusive things that are on YouTube that we don't release anywhere else. Go on iTunes. Give us five stars and a comment. We love the uh, comments. You can email me at nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be safe. It's too late.